Well, hello everyone. Alexis Brooks here from Higher Journeys, back with another episode of Conscious Commentary. After a little bit of a break, some of you probably know we've been on the road working really hard to bring you some brand new on-location episodes of Higher Journeys, or I should say HJTV, our new channel, which uh, you're going to hear more about soon. But I'm glad to be back here with you today. Um, Although I want to talk about something that's, let's say, both sobering and enlightening. I'm talking about the war on consciousness. You hear about things like the war on terror, the wars happening all over the world, for whatever reason. But have you ever stopped to consider that we we may be in the midst of a war for our very consciousness? What am I talking about? Well, listen, I have to tell you, um, I've been feeling a bit somber these days. Who wouldn't be after watching or, or getting the barrage of bad news that we seem to be fed a steady diet of on our mainstream news channels, and frankly, some many uh, alternative news outlets as well. It's been weighing on me heavily. And so I thought, as this is my little segment where I get to kind of pontificate a bit and talk about what's on my mind, I figured I'd share this with you. But as always, uh, we will, at the conclusion of this episode, wind up on a positive note. Things aren't all bad. That's my point. Uh, I believe that we are living, and I have said this before, I've said it many times, in a dichotomy. That being the best of times and the worst of times, kind of duking it out, it seems. What's going on? There are a few things I want to cover today uh, to to sort of support this premise of this so-called war on consciousness. This is a, a phrase that uh, I I believe it was the uh, alternative researcher and historian Graham Hancock coined, or more aptly, that was a title to a TED talk he gave several years ago, which which met with a lot of criticism. I believe the initial TED talk was banned for whatever it is he had the guts to uh, to say as a part of that talk. I'm going to go back and I, I have seen it and I want to go back and watch it again. But since that time, we've heard this phrase, particularly in independent media, come up a bit. I wouldn't quite call it a meme, but uh, what we're really talking about is is a, a, a battle. for who's, who's going to win this war in consciousness? Is it going to be good or evil? Now, look, I, of all people do not feel that reality is just this duality. There are multifacets to reality and some hidden gems, perhaps, in even in the ugliest of things. But if because we live still in a, in a world that is seen as uh, having or being comprised of polar opposites, we're going to talk about good and evil. In fact, the name of uh, the post that I am uh accompanying or will have this uh, conscious commentary a company is called the war on consciousness our world is evil and beautiful hmm well I, I want to share something with you um, and I'm not going to go into too much too much detail in fact I put this in my newsletter I had to add this this is the theme of our uh, main newsletter as a matter of fact where we're really looking at the dichotomy of consciousness 
and what I called in my book, Conscious Musing, dichotomy of consciousness and the precipice of change. When we see uh, this confluence of, of absolute, the, the ugliest of ugly, and the most altruistic we've ever seen, being present at the same time, what does this mean? Are we on the precipice of a shift, a more permanent shift? Well, it's an interesting thing to look at. It's something I've always contemplated. Uh, but I want to share this story with you uh, very briefly. It's a sad story. Um, and although there may be a silver lining at some point, uh, it's going to be hard to find for, for a bit. Um, as I mentioned, I, I was out on the West Coast uh, to film uh, some shows um, on location at the Contact in the Desert event, which was a fabulous event, by the way. I highly recommend attending next year if you can, out in Joshua Tree, California. And um, we had wrapped up and uh, the filming and we're leaving the conference and figured we'd spend a day, my husband and I spent a day or so uh, at one of our favorite resorts in Palm Springs. And so we did. Woke up that morning, all done with work, feeling like I should have been really excited, really happy. Whew, got through all that. Now I can chill out for a little while. It was about Oh my gosh, I think it reached about 110 degrees while we were out there. Maybe a little too hot, but beautiful poolside weather nonetheless. But I was feeling really heavy when I woke up Monday morning after the conference had concluded for us and feeling sad. And I didn't know why. Now I got to tell you, I want to digress a bit because this will also fold in our psychic sensitivity. This happens to me quite a bit where I will feel um, a sense of foreboding or uh, sadness. It's often you know, those types of emotions that will catch me off guard. And I'll say, okay, something I'm not aware of yet, but something that's going on. This is how I felt this morning. Well, to cut to the chase here, uh, I, I, I kind of threw off the feeling because I said, this is ridiculous. I have absolutely nothing to be sad about. I'm, I'm delighted. We had a most successful conference. The shows uh, were great. The footage that we got was great. I should be delighted and I'm going to be. So I, I kind of shoved that emotion to the side. Well, later in the day, my husband and I are at the pool and he gets a call from his sister letting us know that a cousin of theirs, uh, whom I didn't know personally, I, I do know his parents, had been stabbed fatally, fatally wounded um, several days before he was to graduate from Bowie State. I'm going to mention this name because this has been all over the news. Uh, his name was Richard Collins III. Was about to graduate from Bowie State. I believe he was with a couple of college classmates. Um, I believe he was on the campus of University of Massachusetts, University of Massachusetts, University of Maryland, at the time uh, of the stabbing, en route back to uh, his own campus when. Somebody came out. I, I don't know specifics, but uh, believe there was a little bit of a uh, confrontation, verbal confrontation. And the next thing you know, um, this man pulled out a knife and fatally stabbed uh, Richard. Well, we were shocked, of course. Um, again, I personally did not know uh, this young man, 23 years old, but do know, had, haven't seen for quite some time, but do know his parents quite well. Um, there was no doubt in my mind that this was that uh, event that I had not yet been aware of that had to be making me feel so low and so heavy, no doubt. So there's that little psychic thing again, 
that that's coming up. Um, sometimes it will shed light on things that are not so pleasant. Sometimes somehow we're we're wired to these sorts of things, and this was apparently the case uh, for me on that particular day. Okay, please say a prayer uh, first and foremost uh, for this young man on his journey now and his family, of course. He seemed to have such a promising future. We hear this so often these days. People that are cut down in the prime of their life or even before and uh, not having an opportunity to live out their their dreams. Um, We hear it way too much. And this is where I want to drive it back to the point. The ugly that is ubiquitous in our mainstream media. I want to I want to really, really home in on that for a bit Um, because I think it's worth noting our mainstream media without a shadow of a doubt in my mind is constantly feeding us news that is nasty, ugly, evil, wicked. Why is that? That's been the case for a long time. We used to say in 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 the news biz, if it bleeds, it leads, right? You've probably heard that. And, you know, when I interviewed, had the opportunity to interview a veteran newsman, uh, Dan Rather, uh, about a year ago now, I kind of came up with my own take on it. If it doesn't bleed, it doesn't make the cut. That certainly seems to be the case these days. Why is that? Do you think it's an accident that your local media as well as network news, the majority of the newscast, usually a 30 minute newscast, the majority of the time is taken up with negativity, negative stories. The savvy uh, marketer or, or producer would say, well, you know, good news doesn't sell. I beg to differ. Even though it does seem that good news is at a premium these days, or so the media would have you think, right? Uh, that's not the case. There's a lot, there's a lot of good stuff going on. I, I may come back to the whole idea of what's behind this drive to to proliferate bad news is there something in the psyche of man that they've been able to figure out that we do there's a thrill associated with hearing shocking news Hmm. could be i think there's something to that uh not going to go too deep into that right now but i think with the proliferation of bad news dominating the headlines without a shadow of a doubt it's also driving people to want to find the good news, not just the silver lining in the cloud, but just some good news stories. And so in preparation for doing this particular conscious commentary, I went in search of good news stories. And I found this great site that I want you guys to check out. There's a link associated with this post. Uh, I'm sorry, with the episode. Um, and the post that this uh, this episode is accompanied by. It's a website called Sunny Skies. SunnySkies.com. S-K-Y-Z. Check it out. Uh, I say it's a portal that's dedicated to the whimsical and the wonderful and the acts of kindness that unfortunately go mostly unnoticed to the casual observer. You got to look for it these days because they're not going to feed it to you unsolicited very interesting. Let me read you a story that I found in search of a good news story. Um, 
and there are lots of them. Some of them are just fun photos, lots of animal. <laughs> we, we love our animal stories. Hey, if it makes you smile, um, I say go for it. Um, but here's a story that I found that I, I just thought was heartwarming. And I have a feeling these happen far more than we know. It's uh, It says basically, woman loses wallet with $1,600 in cash. Then she gets a message from a stranger on Facebook. And it goes into the story. I'll just give you the bullets. A woman, I believe in Hawaii, was at a Walmart doing her shopping. Had just cashed her check, was about to pay her rent and doing a little shopping prior to, and uh, went home, realized she unfortunately left her wallet uh, at the, the, did I say Walgreens, Walmart, um, with all the cash in it, along with, I think, her, of course, ID, you know, probably driver's license, medical cards, everything, medical cards for her kids, etc. But guess what? And we hear these stories every now and again, but I, I, this touched me. She uh, got a message from, I believe it was a woman. Yes, a woman messaged, and I'm not going to pronounce her name right, so I'm not even going to mention the woman's name. It's a Hawaiian name. A woman messaged her on Facebook saying she found the wallet and was trying to return it. So they met up shortly after and everything was inside exactly how the woman that left the the wallet um, uh, found it. She was thrilled, obviously. She said she couldn't believe it. Um, and she tried to give her, the, the woman that found the wallet, she tried to give her something to reward her, and she refused to take it. She, she just said, uh, you're welcome, after a heartfelt thank you and a big hug, and they became friends. Simple, easy story, no thrills or chills. Well, the chills will be of just feel-good chills. Good stuff. I love it. I'm going to make it a point to start looking for more good news stories because I know they're out there. And in fact, I'm going to start posting more of them too. Uh, I do urge you to go to uh, this website, sunnyskies.com. I actually went to their Facebook page because I I thought to myself, okay, since Facebook now is the arbiter of how popular we are, let's see how many likes they have. And I was happy to see that it's north of 300,000. That's pretty decent, I would say. Um, Relatively speaking, of course, now you go to other more popular uh, celebrity or gossipy or unfortunately bad news websites, you'll get an excess of 30 million. So needless to say, we have a ways to go. But I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there. I want to go I want to touch again, everyone on this whole idea of basically shoving bad news down our throats on a daily basis many times a day. I'm, I'm still talking, obviously, we've got uh, other ways of consuming news, not the least of which is the internet, but I'm talking specifically about newscasts that are on television <clears throat> and radio. And again, I, you know, for someone coming from the mainstream media, although I did not work in the news part of the organization when I was in, 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 uh, in media, I worked in uh, more on the advertising promotion and music side. Um, so, but, but I'm familiar with the environment and I'm familiar with some of the, the goings on behind the scenes and the push for certain stories to get more attention than others. I'm all too familiar with it, but I'm still, as I say too often, I never cease to be amazed when I sit down reluctantly these days and watch a news broadcast. Obviously I I need to kind of keep up with what's going on because of what it is that I do, um, as a journalist, but 
There are days where I will time out on a typical 30 minute broadcast, which of course, you've got a lot of commercials in there. So you're talking roughly, oh, really just 15 to 18 minutes of actual news, maybe not even that. Um, And there's no doubt that 90% minus the weather, which is a whole nother conversation these days, the weather report and the sports, just about everything is negative. I think we need to watch ourselves on this. Watch our, what kind of a disposition is this putting you in? You know, we may not even be consciously paying attention uh, or at least focusing on these heinous stories, but believe me, you, they are hitting some aspect of us and really just sort of rekindling or, or uh, helping to matriculate this sense of ugly and evil um, within your own consciousness. It's really something. The other thing that, that I have to bring up here is the majority of the stories that we hear. Oh my gosh, there's so many. I wouldn't even know where to start. People getting beat up and being tased and, and, you know, stabbings and this and that and the other. And then following these stories until there's no more, there's no more juice in them so they can move on to the next story. What's the purpose of that? Have you ever asked yourself the question, if the media, the news media, the mainstream news media is there as a service for the public to inform. Have you ever asked yourself the question, what purpose do these stories serve for being informed? What are they meant to do um, to help me live a better life? And you're going to come up with a sobering answer. Nothing most of the time. Now, you could argue there's certain things that are happening that are very ugly. You know, we need to be on alert because of terror attacks, etc. Which I think is a rabbit hole that uh, is is infinitely deep. Um, I suppose you could argue that there's some stories that are meant to inform us so we can avoid getting uh, getting involved in them or, you know, or, or steering clear of them, really. Um, But the majority of the things that we hear, let's face it, do nothing for us other than keep alive this sense of fear and trepidation and ugly and perhaps proliferate these acts that they get to parade in front of us every day. It's deep and it's really disturbing. A war on consciousness. Let's come back to that. Is there a war going on, you think? A war for your mind? You've heard that, no doubt, before. Well, it's like anything else, guys. Um, I believe we're living in a dichotomy, a dichotomy of good and evil. And we have choice to decide which side of the war we're going to be on. I say in my post here that... um, People are hungering for happiness like never before. Interestingly, this is this other part of the dichotomy. And so you're you're seeing these sites like uh like um Sunny Skies pop up and others. In fact, I would encourage you to do a Google search. I have a feeling there are far many more sites like this that you probably haven't heard of, that I haven't heard of, that I'm gonna make a conscious effort to find. But as a result of this barrage of ugly, I think in a way, in a strange way, it's driving people to look harder for happiness. And in my put in the post, I say, in some weird way, the ugly of the world may just be doing a service to humanity. 
Sometimes we need to be pushed back to who we really are uh, in order to uh, to find it. Because we certainly have a lot of ugly going on, but we have a lot of good going on too, beautiful things. I just, uh, oh, about a month ago, uh, interviewed Howard Martin from HeartMath, the HeartMath Institute. And our discussion was around positive psychology, a new field of study in psychology, where the focus is more on the positive aspects of the human rather than homing in on what's wrong, why someone would come to see a psychologist and using that as a framework to, to heal uh, versus the, the more old, the older methods of focusing on what's wrong, and of course, prescribing medication big subject these days. That was encouraging for me to hear. But we also talked about, um, I'll try to remember the name of the conference that uh, he had recently keynoted at called the, oh, it's it was a conference on happiness, the happiness forum. I've got to find it. Uh, and if I do, I'll share it with you. But it was essentially this massive conference on happiness Oh, I wish I could think of the name of it. It's it's not coming to mind right now. But what was, again, encouraging was to hear him talk about how popular this conference was. I believe it was in Miami, Florida. Thousands and thousands of people showed up. And I think this was the first one. And his uh, assessment was that, you know, based on everything that's going on, the opposite of happiness, <laughs> people are desperate to to be happy and are taking happiness into their own hands. I, th- I believe that's, I'm quoting him. And I think that's a great thing. I really do. Uh, so who's going to win the war here? I hate to put, use terms like that, because it, again, it, it is very uh, polarized, it can be very polarizing. But I think we do need to acknowledge that the darkness is um, front and center. But so is the light. I was saying to someone just the other day, how on earth are you going to know the light if you don't know its opposite? You have to look at those areas and acknowledge those areas of of shadow. uh, So you will truly see how brilliant the light can be. Uh, I think that's my um, the point I wanted to make I'm over time. But hopefully I did uh, kind of make that point that we are indeed living in dichotomous times, that there is a war in consciousness. And ultimately, you have the choice as to what side you're not only going to be of, but pay attention to. I have to remind myself, guys, you know, again, as a journalist, I feel a commitment to know what the headlines are. But I got to tell you, I get depressed, really, really depressed and and, and emotional about it. That's part of the pro- the, the program, too, I think. They want you to be. We don't want you to look at the good. Look at the good. There's a lot of it out there. There's a lot of it out there. As a matter of fact, I'm going to post the actual article. This little light but nice and uh, bright article about the woman that lost and then found her $1,600 in her wallet from a good Samaritan. There are a lot of them out there. Okay, everyone. I think I've covered just about all of it for today. Uh, I'm really excited. I've got a couple of great shows uh, that I'll be sharing with you on HJTV. We'll talk a little bit more about the the launch of that, uh, maybe in the next episode. Uh, But we've got, guess who? Linda Moulton Howe is coming back. We had a great discussion talking about 
reality is a computer simulation. This is juicy, guys. You're really going to want to see this. And if you haven't already, I urge you to check out my interview with my buddy. I call him my buddy, Richard Dolan. We talked about artificial intelligence and where we're going with that. And that is quite quite a deep discussion. And uh, some of the, the aspects that we tackled were a bit sobering as well, but a, a good and engaging discussion nonetheless. So I urge you to either go to our YouTube channel, that of course is youtube.com forward slash higher journeys, or directly uh, to higherjourneys.com and you can find that there. All right, signing off for now, you know, I'm still <laughs> trying to get back in the swing of things on the chilly East Coast after leaving um, beautiful, warm, no, hot, uh, sunny California. So here's hoping the sun will come out soon. We need that vitamin D. <laughs> All right, everyone, signing off for now. I will talk to you real soon. For now, I'm Alexis Brooks. Take care. <laughs>